0: My
1: name's Catherine Carr, and this is season three of Relatively, the podcast all about potentially the longest relationships of your life. Okay, so ready? I'll be bringing siblings together to talk about the connections they have as adults, as well as what it was like growing up together. Shakira,
2: no, please, are
3: you joking me? What have (laughs) you done? This
1: week we're talking to the Akabusi sisters.
3: Hi, my name is Shakira Akabusi and I am 34 years old and I am Ashanti's little sister. My name is Ashanti Akabusi
2: and I am the older sister of Shakira
1: Akabusi. I rest my
2: case,
3: you are a nightmare.
1: But I'll also talk to them separately to get a more private take on the relationship.
3: If I had to say one word, it would be protective. She is such a protective older sister Shakira is my my dad's daughter let's let's put it that way that's it I'll be like hi it's Shakira
1: (laughs) you do know I'm recording this don't you oh yeah no (laughs) (laughs) it's not just a chat (laughs) yeah she she won't like me saying that brothers and sisters are never straightforward Shakira and Ashanti Akabusi have a German mum and a very famous Nigerian dad who grew up in the care system in the UK. Tenacity and resilience are the family's watchwords. and The girls inherited a strong work ethic from both parents. Shakira's recently finished her first book, The Strong Light like Mum Method, and Ashanti founded her own PR company, Virtue Brands. The sisters are really proud of their name but found it hard for a time as kids as it came with the weight of expectation that they would both follow in their dad's athletic footsteps. We talk about all of that, about having a strict mum, about outdoor childhoods, about Friends the TV show and junk food. But Ashanti started by recalling the time when her little sister Shakira was born.
2: This is what I remember so clearly about when Shakira arrived. It was the fact that my mum was in the hospital, and my dad was looking after me and for about well in my mind in my mind for about a week straight I ate Heinz ravioli from the tent <laughs> because because that was all that my dad could make um so that's what I remember of Shakira being born <laughs>
1: Is there like ravioli-based resentment then around? That?
2: Oh gosh, oh, honestly, please. I, in fact, I don't think I've had Heinz ravioli as an adult for that specific reason. Well, plus I'm a vegetarian now, so that too. <laughs> I
1: mean, I don't want to scupper any sponsorship deals, but that stuff is disgusting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, exactly, and that that tells you everything. So yeah, when my mum was in hospital with Shakira, um, my dad was my dad was at home looking after me, and yeah, it
1: was it was ravioli for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> So she obviously wasn't ready to do much with you until she was a bit older. But can you remember when you first started playing together or perhaps when she became interesting to you, what kind of relationship you had?
2: I actually, you know, in all seriousness, do remember thinking that I treated Shakira as if she was my baby. So I remember, I actually remember holding her. I remember playing with her. I remember when she would cry, sort of trying to take her out of the cot and, and oh. you know, soothing her to sleep. I have quite vivid memories of that. I think we got to a point of playing together. I just remember there was like a, one of those little tricycles and I would be on my, you know, my two wheel bike and Shakira would just be kind of tricycling <laughs> after me, trying to hang out with me and my friends.
1: She says that when you were little, um, she could remember taking care of you like you were her baby. She remembers sort of trying to, um, get you out of the cot when you were crying and calm you and that she was, if she didn't resent you when you arrived at all. She just adored you from the, from the beginning. Did you have that sense when you were small that she was on your side?
3: <laughs> she, she was, but she also led me astray. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, she, you know, she she was just the classic older sister. She'd be like, come on, Shakira, you know, you could do that. And then I'd I'd try something and it was just, you know, was toddling along and couldn't quite keep up. Or she would play Annie with me, where she was like, Shakira, you get to be the main character. And I was always like singing, dancing, loved it. So I always wanted to be the main character, and she'd say, Look, I'm gonna let you be the main character and I'd be like oh my gosh thank you so I'm gonna let you be Annie and then I would tidy her whole room and she would just sit there (laughs) barking the instructions and I thought I was like playing this amazing role being the main character so she (laughs) she did she did really take care of me but she definitely stitched me up a couple of times as well
1: That's so funny because I've said on this podcast before that my older sister did exactly the same. We'd play Mary Poppins and she would sing A Spoonful of Sugar and I would tidy her bedroom and she'd say, look, it's magic. Yeah,
3: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So there you go. You know, we
1: know, second siblings, we know. (laughs) She says she remembered cycling on her bike and you had like a teeny tiny little um, tricycle with your little legs and you would be sort of pumping along trying to keep up with her. She has this vivid memory. (laughs)
3: That's so funny. I don't I don't um, I don't remember that. That's really funny. I don't, there's obviously so many things that Ashanti will remember from when we were kids that I I was too young to remember. I think things got a little
2: bit stickier when you get to sort of the teenage years, and it's not so cool to have your little sister hanging out with you. But yeah, we always we always played together, especially when we went on holidays. I would remember um, sort of before we left for the airport, we'd say to each other, "Oh, so shall we be best friends today?" <laughs> and we'd agreed to be best friends for the holiday and that that lasted you know (laughs)
1: that always lasted that's so sweet
3: yeah probably it was the one time Shanti would let me be her best friend
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) what was your sort of childhood home like what was the sort of vibe in the Akabusi household my mum
2: was my mum was a bit of a health freak so um we didn't really have a lot of sweeties growing up we sort of got like one little sweet in our lunchbox um so that was that was always something that we kind of laugh about to this
3: day um yes (laughs) did the lunchbox come up yeah yeah, a little bit yeah the lunchbox oh mum was so tight my mum would um like make our lunchbox and it'd be brown bread salami sandwiches a yogurt and then we would have a bite-sized penguin they used to they used to do them I don't know if they do them anymore but it's basically the size of a celebration and we'd have one bite-sized penguin and that was our treat and everyone else had like packets of crisp and a juice box and a chocolate bar and
1: we'd just have a bite-sized penguin and did you have like the friend everyone whose mum was strict about sweets and my mum was had a friend that you'd go yeah. to their house and they'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, do you want anything?" And they'd open a cupboard and it would be like tumbling Kit Kats yeah. and hula hoops.
3: <laughs>
1: I know, <laughs> I, know, like,
2: I know, I know. It's so funny because my mum was the type of mum. She was amazing, but she she always wanted us outdoors. Like, go out, play outdoors. She did. She never wanted us to just sat in front of the TV just staring at the at the TV screen. So being able to sneak over to friends' houses and watch neighbours and Home and Away. <laughs> And stuff in <laughs> the crisps. And Yeah, and eating
3: crisps. That was, always, <laughs> that was always something that we did. And, and the other thing my mum did that I thought was brilliant was she would say, look, you don't have to do chores if you're outside playing. If you're being creative with your play, then you don't need to do chores. But if you're going to sit and watch TV, then you can help me unload the dishwasher. You can make your bed. And so we were like, no, 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 no. We don't want to make the bed. We're going to, you know, do whatever. And we got really creative because, you know, we just didn't want to tidy our bedrooms. <laughs>
1: And I was wondering, do you remember any funny um, rules that your parents had when you were little? Funny things you can remember were like absolute no-nos in the Akabusi household.
2: (laughs) There was a TV show, um, which to this day, I don't really understand why we weren't allowed to watch it. It was called Married with Children.
3: The, yeah, I don't know. We were, <laughs> there were loads of things we weren't allowed to watch. And then my mum would play tennis in the morning and the tennis court is like right next to the apartment. So my mum would be playing tennis and then we'd be like, right, let's quickly see, like, <laughs> let's quickly turn this show on. And then whatever it was we were watching, we'd be like, ee! and then we'd have to watch. And when we saw the tennis game was finished downstairs, we'd be like, she's coming. And so we'd <laughs> quickly turn the TV off.
1: <laughs> I bet your mum knew.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, she definitely does now because we always talk about it.
2: We, we had a great family dynamic. I think my dad at the time when we were growing up was also an athlete. So we would spend six months out of the year in California. Well, as a family? Yeah, as a family. So during the winter when it was too cold for the athletes to train here, the squad would go over to the States for what they call warm weather training. Mm. So, you know, we'd be in school there. We would live there essentially for six months out of the year.
1: It's so funny what you say about going to California, because one of my silly questions was going to be like, how aware were you of your dad's career? But yeah. <laughs> given that you were like flying off yeah. to California, I'm going to say yeah. quite aware. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I'm not sure that as a young child, I really knew sort of what was what was happening, what the impact that that, you know, my dad and his teammates were making. Um, the legacy that they were creating. I'm not sure that I, I was really conscious of it at the time. For for me, it was just you know, that's Papa and you know Papa's running next to Roger and you know that, that's just what it that's just what it was. I you know I, I guess the same way that every child just looks at their parents and that's just
3: you know that's Mama and Papa. That's just what they do. I'd be really interesting to hear Shanti's answers because she was that bit older where she would have remembered a lot more of what the reality of that. Situation must have been like to have our dad, who was so busy and away and training and running and, you know, different countries, and he'd be away for weeks at a time and come home. To me, I was so young. I remember being in California. I remember playing on the side of the track when he was doing, you know, doing his training. And the most memories I have are all geared around him coming home. We lived in a cul de sac.
2: Mm. And when he would come back from the World Championships or the Olympic Games or whatever it might be, the whole street would come out um and cheer him as he walked walked back in as he drove in sorry so yeah we were we were very aware
3: of you know of of his success and incredibly proud of him obviously and it was like let's paint this banner let's do this and then he'd come home and it was jumping all over him so you know, for my mum, I can imagine it being really difficult with him being away a lot. Now as a mum myself, I know how hard that can be. And for my sister, she must have you know, been more aware of, we're packing our bags, we're going to California, we're packing again, and we're leaving California. Whereas to me, I was just, you know, that blissful naivety that you have at that young age. I was four or five, where I was just happy doing what I was doing. In the moment. In the moment. Where for me,
2: it did then impact me was as I got a little bit older, I myself was was really into athletics and I was actually really good um, at athletics but the pressure from people around me and and not my family at all but you know the pressure from teachers at the school or the community or whatnot to be as good as my dad Mm. was overwhelming.
3: There was just extreme expectation and we both enjoyed athletics Basically, if you didn't win, it was failure. Not to my parents; they were not necessarily the drivers, but to everybody else, you'd turn up at a race meet with your friends, and the expectation you know, everyone would already be whispering, "That's Chris Akabusi's daughter." That's Chris Acabusi's daughter. And then when you get to the finish line, it's, "I beat Chris Akabusi's daughter." You know, and, and anything other than first place wasn't enough.
2: That if I ran a race and I came second. It was, you know, it was a really big deal and people would, you know, what was wrong with you today? Why did you come second? Surely you should come first. Yeah, you know, it took the fun out of it. And I know Shakira had the same experience.
3: It definitely took the fun and joy away from athletics and just made it this very anxious experience. To the point where then as an adult, you realise
2: how much impact that then had on you know, my relationship to pressure, how I respond to pressure, things like that in general.
1: Mm. Well, I suppose there's yeah. the weight, the weight of a name can be heavy. Mm. I mean, it can be wonderful, mm. but it can be heavy.
2: Yeah. Um, that's a really interesting perspective. Actually, I've never quite thought of it like that. I mean, for me now as an adult, I'm so proud of my name. I'm, I'm proud of, you know, oh gosh, there's so much that I'm proud of. Um, and, you know, when I consider myself an akabusi now um it's something I I really do wear with pride but yeah I think you're right as a as a child specifically when it came to the world of of athletics um it was it was a pressure for sure
1: yeah um so did you give up then did you decide this is too much for me
2: yeah I did I did which is 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 really you know sad um because I was very talented I was very talented but yeah I well now I realize it was anxiety but I just remember on race days I, I just felt I would feel so sick you know um I'd feel really really stressed out and the fun was just taken out of it so yeah I ended up slowly but surely kind of backing away from from competitive um athletics um which is
3: really sad but when I then grew older as a mum i went back into athletics and i now train at the track and actually i love it because the expectation is gone my dad's that bit older and you know it's just not such a heavy pressure and i I, i've fallen back in love with it and i absolutely would say the positives outweighed the negatives you know i don't know if shanti mentioned she just ran at her first half marathon which is so incredible yeah she just ran her first half marathon I think for Ashanti, it took her longer. You know, my mum my was a personal trainer. Our dad was an Olympic athlete. I ended up being a pre and postnatal specialist. So I specialize in pre and postnatal health and exercise. And so we all had our exercise thing, you know. And for Ashanti, it was always a struggle to try to find her place in fitness and exercise because her family came from this really high level of experts in this field. Mm-hmm. And in the last, two years she's really found her feet and she's just honestly she she can run me and i get through the ground i I love the track and i can do short distances but shanti gets up she runs eight miles ten miles she's climbed a, a mountain recently something i would never do so she has definitely found her place in that in you know in that side of life and it's
1: it's so great to see her her
3: enjoying that
1: this season of Relatively is sponsored by Find My Past, the online home of the 1921 census. The census captures the details of every person in England and Wales on the night of the 19th of June, 1921. From those living in poverty to the King George V to the peculiar goings on at the home of Mr. Arthur Conan Doyle, who appears to have been holding a seance with a collection of mystics and psychics. Is there a well-known name in your family history? Where were they and what were they doing that night? Find out in the 1921 Census, exclusively available online at findmypast.co.uk.
3: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price.
0: I
2: took my role as big sister very seriously. And I think I protected Shakira a lot growing up in the sense that I always wanted to be steady. I always wanted to be a rock. Um, you know, I, I didn't really want her to see weakness. Well, what I would then perhaps perceive as weakness. Mm. But she will always say, why, why do you feel you need to protect me (laughs) you don't need to she always says that she does always say that and actually I think it gets on her nerves that even as an adult
1: (laughs) well those roles are ingrained aren't they those roles are they are you practice them for 18 years so it's quite hard to yes undo them so if you're the older sister who tries to do that still whether you're aware Mm. of it or not what role Mm. would you say that Shakira has in the family Shakira is
2: my my dad's daughter Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> so Shakira is the entertainer. She is energy. She is love. You know, Shakira is the one that's going to cook a big family meal and bring everyone together. She's the glue. She's the glue.
3: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I love I always wanted a big family. So when we grew up, my, we've got a German family a Nigerian family. And they all lots of them lived in Germany and Nigeria at the time. And so it was just us, me and my sister and our parents. That was kind of our family unit and everyone else would, you know, go to grandmas or go to their cousins or whatever. And we didn't have that. And so when I grew up, I was like, I really want a big family. I want a big family where it's all cozy and everyone goes to see their grandma, And that's what my life, you know, I've managed to create. As I said, I've got four children and we've got other siblings. We've got um, a stepbrother and a half brother and sister. And so we've now got this huge family. And when it's Christmas, it is loud and it's chaotic and there's everything going on. And um, I definitely have strong connections with everybody in my family. So great, I'll be the glue. That sounds good to me. She absolutely brings the energy. Shakira is the one you want at your party.
1: Those people are amazing, um, aren't they? When you're like, who's going? Oh, and if they say, yeah. "Oh, Shakira," you're like, "Okay, I'm oh, there." Shaki- you're like, "I'm
2: coming." <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally. <laughs> if Shakira's there, I'm coming. <laughs> I've always been behind the scenes. I'm, you know, for me to do this podcast is is <laughs> out of my comfort
1: zone. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> and how do you think she would describe you? You've given her a lovely description. How do you think she would describe you? Oh. How would Shakira describe me? Um
2: She'll probably say that I'm organised. Are you organised?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have lists for lists upon lists. Yeah, I'm very (laughs)
1: organised. You and I would Um, probably not get on, or you could really help me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll probably help you. (laughs) I love love organising, honestly. Um, Yeah, so she'd probably say that. She'd probably say that I'm caring to a fault, loyal beyond, you know, loyalty is incredibly important to me. And when it comes to my family yeah sensitive maybe
1: (laughs) oh okay
3: to be honest ashanti is very similar now to the way she was when she was little and if i had to say one word it would be protective she is such a protective older sister you know she really i think she really now as an adult especially and 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 then as a child she sort of was the same she feels that Um, that older sibling role. And I think she really feels that responsibility of taking care of me and and I think our our whole family.
1: Mm. She said to the extent now when she's older that she won't tell you things that are hard for her because it's almost like she has to be rock-like for you.
3: Yeah, it's really funny because I I actually feel very similar as well. Um, Ashanti and I have a really, really good open relationship. We talk about a lot of things, but I think it's always hard when you care for someone if you to see them struggle is really hard and i know that if i've got something that i'm struggling with i know that ashanti will really feel the weight of that and she's the same i think she knows that if she's struggling with something i'll really feel that so we do share things with each other but ashanti is very much like you said she would rather deal with something herself and then share it
2: and it might be a month later that I will then say, oh, by the way,
3: last month I went through a really bad
2: week. (laughs) And I think it's just sort of, yeah, that's just, that's just, um, yeah, that's just sort of been ingrained in me, I guess. Okay.
1: Yeah. fate accompany, all done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have there been things in your adult life which have been difficult? I know you do work with Rethink, the charity and stuff. Mm -hmm. I wonder what sorts of things you have had to deal with and maybe have protected each other from.
3: For me, I I had a quite severe postnatal anxiety, to a certain extent, I hid that from everybody for a long time, not because I was really ashamed of it, but because at that stage, I wasn't ready to have to deal with it. I wanted to just keep doing my my postnatal anxiety displayed itself in um, OCD. And compulsions, and I really wanted to keep hold of that. And the weird thing with something like OCD or the postnatal anxiety that I experienced is that it actually is having a real negative impact on your life. But in the moment, you feel like that's your anchor, you feel like that's what's saving you, even though when you take a step back, you can see how damaging it is.
2: Shakira was was really going through a tough time and it was it was very evident. I think. What was really hard for me is my role has always been the protector, the fixer. And this wasn't something I could fix. It wasn't something I had the tools to fix. It wasn't something that I was capable of fixing. And that was really, really tough. Um
1: that that was tough. Yeah. It's hard.
3: Yeah, I also think we've been we've been sort of raised that we are we're all there for each other, we're all there to support each other, but we also allow everybody to be who they are and uh, what I had said to Catherine before Ashanti was that when I wasn't ready to share it it was because I wanted to I wanted to keep it I didn't want to get better and I knew the second I felt that it actually had control of me and I wanted uh, you know I knew that I needed to do something then my family became this amazing support network
1: Mm. Mm. how do you think Ashanti would describe you
3: I think she'd, oh, whew, I think she'd say I was always very creative and energetic. Um I think she would say those things. I don't know if she'd say I was annoying. She always says I was annoying. I think I was great. So if you ask me, I was spectacular. I was just the picture
1: perfect younger sibling. <laughs> she didn't say you were annoying until she was a teenager actually. She said it got <laughs> sticky then, but I didn't actually ask her what she meant by sticky. Maybe I'll wait until she comes back on. <laughs> yeah and if you wanted to really wind um Shakira up now even now which button do you think you could press that would just be like oh shanty oh um
2: oh I'll tell you what and you know what she probably won't even know that I would say this um if I say to her that she is disorganized she she disorganized or, or untidy she will she hit the roof <laughs> she hit the roof um so yeah, I could probably say that and that would even though she is, yeah, you know, she is disorganized. She really is. <laughs> you do know I'm recording this, it. don't you? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a chat. <laughs> yeah, she, she won't like me saying that. She won't like me saying that. But but to my standards, she is disorganized.
0: <laughs>
3: that is that is that is absolutely bang on the truth. Oh, so- what? Shakira, I thought you would hit the roof if I say that. Because ever whenever I say to you, oh Shakira, you're like you get so annoyed. I'm so organised. I know where everything is.
2: Well, da,
1: da, oh, da, da,
3: da. well, I guess, I guess, to be fair, I guess it depends what area of my life you're talking about. Like, my as house. a mother, oh my gosh, my family don't have a clue where anything is. <laughs> I, I know, I literally, they'll be like, where's my, it's in there. Where's my, aunt in there. I know where everything is. And, and I've got, I do so much stuff because I work and then I'm a mom, and then I run a choir and I also do my sports and do So I can get myself where I need to go, but it's very disorganized organization. It's last minute. Like I'll pull it together, but it definitely (laughs) won't be in spreadsheets. (laughs) How many times a day do you lose your keys or your phone? Oh yeah, and my bank card, which I've lost again now. And your bank card, exactly. I went to my bank to say, like this was a couple of months ago, and I was like, I've lost my bank card, I need to get a new one. And they looked it up and they were like, in the last two years you've lost something like 64 bank cards and they're like we have never we have never known anything like it so now just you know to save to save the planet with plastic I now just have it on my phone because I, can't, I cannot
1: I cannot keep track <laughs> case my- in point I, I rest my case you are a nightmare <laughs> um, I wanted to ask a bit more about your mum as well because um I, I don't I don't want to just sort of talk about your dad and then just assume there's your mum sort of enabling this whole show on the road. You said she was a personal trainer, but she must have been a bit of a mensch to kind of keep family life going and support your dad in the way that she did.
3: Yeah, I mean, she's like, our mum is, as Shadi said, I'm the glue that keeps them together. And my mum is, our mum is like the the anchor, I suppose. And she did a lot. And also she did a lot without saying you know uh, uh, that she needs she didn't she didn't ever need the recognition she just quietly does everything whereas I do stuff as a mom and I'll I'll scream at my kids don't you know what I've been doing today well I've made your bed and I've done <laughs> and I'll reel it off <laughs> our mum just quietly did it
2: yeah I think my mum is also she's a fixer so you know it doesn't matter if it's you know a pipe that's burst or accounts that need to be done or it could be absolutely anything she is going to find a way to to get it done and my mum not only held the household together but in order to enable my dad to be able to go off and do the great things that he ended up achieving she you know supported every part of that journey as well yeah I think that a lot of a lot of the qualities that both Shakira and I have to this day are because because of my mother for sure
3: both of our parents are really demonstrated to us at uh, hard work. And I think both of us have a really good work ethic.
2: Both our parents came from, you know, incredibly humble beginnings. I and mean, everything that they've achieved together has been through hard work and focus. And I think that's why Shakira and I, we've, we're really lucky because we've been witness to that. And that's been instilled in us. Obviously, we've also had, you know, a lot of... Um, privilege and support that has helped us to achieve the things that we've been able to go and do but that sort of I think that mindset has been instilled in us from from a very early age.
1: I was going to ask about your dad because it's well documented that his parents they had him here and then they left him and moved back to Nigeria and placed him in the care system and that's that's a hard card for any kid to be dealt.
3: It's it's interesting because with our dad, you know, you you said there, you know, it would, it would be hard for any child. He he actually speaks really fondly of his time in the children's home, and of course, there were um, there were challenges that came with with growing up in that way. But actually, he really he he enjoyed his childhood as a child, right, Ashanti?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks a lot about his experience in the the children's home and you know it
3: provided for him stability safety security food on the table yeah i think i think i think he like, like i said the, the children's home he loved i think the things that um that were difficult with his upbringing was obviously being away from your parents but also being in and out of someone else's home he had lots of different foster parents um it definitely gave him, like Shanti said, it was the children's home itself was stability. There were lots of children there. He had some really fond memories of growing up in London, but he did definitely, um, you know, it was difficult being in and out of care. And when he went to the army at 16, he went straight there from the children's home. And that became, that was sort of an integral moment. And he speaks about the army as as a family for him.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: I'm going to lighten things up a little bit now. With um, um sure. I, w- I wonder if you have any nicknames for her. Um, there was once I don't even know if
2: she will remember this, if she will remember the origins of this, but there was like a Julia Roberts movie. There was something with two sisters, and the nickname in there was Kiki. And I think it was like the the sister was demanding or something. Anyway, somehow Shakira adopted that nickname, so I I do sometimes call her Kiki.
3: Oh, yeah, Kiki. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she does do that. Yeah, she does do that, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then her kids now call me Tanti. Um, so sometimes I'm Tanti. But, yeah, that's actually so funny. I've never really thought what we call each other. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: She She's just,
3: hey, <laughs> oi, oh, <are> you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, no, so she's Tanti to my kids. But me and Ashanti, she will probably be angry if I mention this. But me and Ashanti... <laughs> have another bond, we've got our sister bond. And then we have the bond that is tied together through the TV show Friends and also Harry Potter. And we really love both. <laughs> and we were laughing this one weekend because it was a couple of weekends. it was a couple of years ago now, It must have been uh, before the pandemic, where I think it was Glastonbury weekend and everybody else was at Glastonbury and you know doing all the really cool things that people do. And me and my sister as adults in our 30s or late 20s or whatever we were, were at Friends Fest. And we were like, this is, this this was a low moment. We got there and we were like, only us together could be going to Friends Fest at Glastonbury weekend where all our friends are like having a rave.
2: (laughs) No, no comment.
1: (laughs) Did you have a lanyard? Was there a lanyard involved? (laughs)
3: So Shakira, sad. what have you done? I know, I know, our whole reputation wait, is wait, gone. Well, the, do you know, in fairness,
2: we thought it was going to be this real cultural, you know, oh,
0: <laughs> we thought it was going to be
2: this, um, I guess our invite to next year's Friends Fest is being cancelled right now, <laughs> <but> Yeah. <laughs> we, when we showed up though, we it had was... this moment, we yeah. looked at each other and we absolutely burst into hysterics because it was just so bad. The
3: funniest thing was the other day I called the Shanty and I I've just written I've just written this book and it's it's about pre and postnatal health. So it's like, you know, it's very specific to sort of rehabilitating your body during life, very detailed. And then I'm reading through the book after I've written it and it's all printed and it's nice. And I look through and I call the shanty. I was like, Shanty. I don't know what happened to me, but I've actually I've got a whole section on Friends in my book how have I managed to relate friends to the pelvic floor which I did try to find a link but I was like this is professional this is my oh, professional dear. work and I've, oh. I've even there got it in so it's, it's
2: very but sad let's be honest it is it is it's got to be the best tv show it's,
1: Careful, it's, going down. it's, it's not doing your credibility much. sorry it's you're not, right no, let's, reel, let's, reel
2: it, let's reel it in reel it in <laughs>
1: Thank you to Shakira and Ashanti Akabusi. Thank you too for listening. Shakira's new book, The Strong Like Mum Method, is out later this week.
3: I remember when we would uh, go to California as kids and we'd go there we'd be there in the in the summer and then we'd come back home in September to go to school and I'd try to pretend that i picked up an American oh, yeah. accent oh, yeah, and totally. I'd go to school and I'd be like I just can't help it I've got a little bit of an accent coming in <laughs> oh, sometimes i talking
1: yeah exactly you can see some really sweet pictures of Shakira and Ashanti by heading to our website relativelypodcast.com where you can catch up with old episodes the code-breaking sisters perhaps or Chris Packham the naturalist and his sister the designer Jenny Packham. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe, or you could even share it with your brother or sister. Next week on Relatively Podcast, it's the powerlifter Pornabel and her little sister Priya. I'd also like to say a huge thank you to our sponsors for this season of Relatively Find My Past for digging into their extraordinary records and uncovering the surprising and often revelatory family stories. Find My Past is the only place online where you can access the 1921 census. So if you want to start your family tree or add colour to what you know already, then findmypast.co.uk is the place to do it. Of love and hate stand by the fireside Another the rain may fall Your father's calling you You still feel safe inside Oh no, your mom's too proud Your brother's ignoring you You still feel safe inside Oh, was it solo? Was it yesterday? Was it true for you? Cause while we